This week, New York protects the right to repair. Sony shows off upcoming PlayStation games. And Netflix struggles with password sharing rules. It's Sunday, June 5th, 2022. And this is episode 623 of F5 Live. Refreshing technology, a proud part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Wherever you are and however you're accessing our show, whether it be on social media, through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat, through a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, TuneIn, or a myriad of other options, uh, our live stream platforms, livestream.com, Twitch, or YouTube, where you can join the community and get ad-free versions of F5 Live and the Pilch Point, or on our website, pluckitslive.com. Thank you for making us a part of your day. There are two ways that you can do that. The first is Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can go to f5live.tv slash join us there. You'll see uh, you'll be able to chat with us in the studio. Give us your feedback on the topics as we talk about them. If you're not able to join us live, that is okay. Plunkhitslive.com slash subscribe. You'll see all of our shows, including F5 Live, Pilch Point, uh, Plunkhits Live Presents, and a whole lot more. And, of course, find all of the ways to watch, listen, and follow along. It is good to be back. Uh, we have been gone for a while. There have been some personal issues uh, bouncing uh, kind of around the group <laughs> between my, myself and Alante. And it's just, it's been quite a thing. We've had some birthdays in here and just, oh, it's been a wild May. But we're back. Um... Tonight is a little special for a couple of reasons. We've done some remodels here uh, in the studio, which we're really excited about. Things that you may not see um, on the outside, but things that I know about, because they are designed to make putting this show together a little easier. Uh, um, so, hooray for that. Um, we're also trying some new stuff for our live viewers. Uh, if you're not watching live... Uh, and you're watching to the full show, you might notice a couple of cuts in places that there didn't used to be. Um, but it's okay. It's on purpose. Everything's fine. <laughs> but also, um, this week is our 15th anniversary. It's hard to believe we've been doing this show for 15 years. <laughs> June 10th, 20... No, 2007 um, was the second episode of the show uh the first one we had technical issues and we just abandoned in the in the middle of a of a live stream <laughs> like all right too many technical <laughs> issues. we're done <laughs> um and obviously the studio was far less sophisticated than what we have now uh internet problems i mean they just they put an end to the episode so we consider kind of between what would have been episode one and two to be our anniversary, and that's uh, kind of tonight. So, pretty exciting. Awesome. Hard to believe it's that been 15 great. years. And it's been, it's changed so much, right? I'm the only constant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. That had and people the fact that F5 still refreshes your browser. That's true, but that wasn't the original name of the show. It was Plug Hits Live Radio originally. It's had a couple of names over the years. F5 Live is definitely the best one, though. 
So, yeah. so, yay, we're back for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, how have you been over this last, like, four or five weeks that we've been off? Wow, it's been so long. Uh, good, you know, but pretty, pretty decent, you know. Um, <sighs> reviewing some new products, uh, doing some new stuff, uh, spending time spending time with the kids uh my my daughter just wants whenever i'm supposed to be trying to work on stuff my daughter just wants me to sit and play music videos for her so she can sing along to them um so my and she's my, my favorite my favorite thing yeah. is that she is treating your office as a custom keyboard yeah store? yeah she comes in my office <laughs> yeah she comes in my office she's three right she comes in my office and she's like, hey, "Hey, this is my my store," and she like wants to sit in my chair and not let me sit there. And this also happens some days when I'm supposed to, when I'm actually trying to work. Uh, sure, sure. And she's like, "I'm making a keyboard and you know keyboard. And this is my keyboard store. Do you want to?" And then you know we tell her what kind of keyboard we want to so like a you know by color. Like I want a green keyboard with orange keys. And she'll say, "Okay, that'll be three dollars." Um, it's whatever. a great deal. Although the other day, she, so the other day she said it was a pet store. So I don't know. It's it's very it's a variety of different kinds of stores at different times. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So today I was trying to like, oh man, I had you know thought I would have some time to try and install, uh, do some up an upgrade to the 3D printer back there, which I haven't used in a while because. I'm really unsatisfied with the bed leveling on it. I mean, in other words, it's really hard to level the bed. And if you don't, if you know anything about 3D printers, if your bed's not level, then everything's going to be bad. So I had this sensor that you're supposed to put on it that allows it to like auto level. But, you know, I had to turn it over and do all kinds of stuff. And she kept coming in here and like wanting to use the room as a store. So. <laughs> or want me to come into the living room with her and play her play her twisted sister video so she can sing along to uh, since that that is her those are her favorites although she always asks why the dad is angry she's like why is daddy the daddy screaming I'm like well he's not you know he's not you have to have seen the videos okay um anyway the daddy screams in the videos but that's because he's a little bit crazy not me the daddy in the video um and it, <laughs> Any um, those those are not anyway. mutually exclusive, friend. <laughs> it mm -hmm. can be both. Right, right. But I'm just saying, <laughs> talking about me. The funniest thing though, is she likes to sing along, and then like you know, she will now talk along with a part in the video where the guy is like making he's like yelling at his son. Okay, what do you want to do with your life? And she's like, What do you want to do with your life? <laughs> anyway. Amazing, I love uh, it. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's, uh, I, I guess, I guess that's where, uh, that's where I'm at. Lots of, uh, uh, lots of projects that I need to finish. Um, I really need help crimping a wire if anyone's good at that. I'm having real trouble right now. But anyway, uh, otherwise things are going okay. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Like I said, it's good to be back. Um, we've got, we've got a good show, uh.
this week's uh, Nifty Gifties on F5 Live is proudly powered by the Microsoft Store. Whether you're looking for a new laptop, tablet, desperately seeking an Xbox, uh, games, or a whole lot more, you can find them all at the Microsoft Store. And uh, remember that current students, faculty, parents, and active military can save up to 10% on almost everything to browse the products that are available and learn about all of the discounts that you might be able to get. You can go to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. All right, we've talked about this a little bit in the past, um, but right to repair laws um, have been a hot subject. Most people believe that when they purchase a device, uh, it entitles them to, I don't know, own that device. Then there are companies that feel a little differently and uh, seem to think that just because you've purchased it does not mean you can do things like change the battery. Avram and I have been lamenting the loss of the ability to change a cell phone battery, for example, for a decade or more. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I mean, it's very frustrating. Indeed it is. Now, not every company went this direction. Um, right up, almost right up until the end, uh, Nokia phones still had the ability to change batteries. Um, I've got lots of them around. Um, you could get into and make changes if you needed to. Um, but obviously, most notoriously has been Apple. Their laptops, their phones, their everything have been sealed for a very long time. Um, and more importantly, there are um, there, there's like retribution against people who want to try and get around the seal and all of that and try and fix their computer themselves or their phone themselves. There's software you have to run after it's been open. It's kind of insane. Um, there's been some work in some states done um, to allow you uh, the ability to make changes to devices, but this week, Abrams State of New York passed what is absolutely the most comprehensive right-to-repair law in the country. Um, if signed by the governor, which of course it will be, um, uh, individuals and third-party repair centers will be able to get a hold of hardware and software, parts and manuals, uh, to be able to make changes and make repairs to their devices, which I think is a wonderful situation and way overdue. Well, obviously, I agree with that. Uh, I think the interesting question is, to what extent will the manufacturer have to support your effort? Because mm -hmm. uh, this definitely, um, you know, definitely creates obligations for the manufacturer. So I'm looking at my Google uh, Pixel phone here. Is Google now required to provide me with instructions on how to open it? Are they required to make phones that are easier to open? Are they required to sell replacement parts? Like what is, you know, what, what are the obligations on the manufacturer? One and three are yes, two is no. <laughs> yes, they're required to, uh, to give you instructions on how to open it safely. They're required to make available the tools to do so and the parts to fix it. Um, they are not required to make their devices any easier to open. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it, now, is there any 
can they void your warranty for doing this or is that a fair question is that covered um it's a fair question my guess is that they they would be allowed to do that um just like although to be fair the reason most of us are repairing it is because it's not it's not covered under warranty exactly exactly so yeah my my guess is that it will still uh void your warranty uh, by opening it yourself, I'm seeing if the word warranty is in the document. Um, but either way, even if it does, you're still, like you said, the reason you're doing it uh, the only place Okay, nothing in this section shall be construed to alter the terms of any arrangement described in paragraph A, whatever that is, of subdivision 1 of this section. And for us, between an authorized repair provider and original equipment manufacturer, including but not limited to the performance or provisioning of warranty. Okay, so yes. Just like like in the past, you know, with most computers, like pre-built computers or laptops and other electronic devices. Once you open it, you've voided your warranty. Um, but like you said, the reason you're doing it is because it's not under warranty because it's going to cost too much to have Apple replace your screen at, you know, three quarters of the price of a phone versus taking it down the street to a repair shop who knows how to do it and just having it done or doing it yourself for, you know, a third of that price. I mean... This sort of is, I mean, one interesting question is how much change this is actually going to affect because for most popular phones, there are stores that will, third parties that will repair it for you. Mm-hmm. And then there are kits that you can find from places like iFixit that do this even though there's, even though, even in the absence of right to repair laws. Right. Does this just kind of shield those folks from, from being sued? So it does some of that, but it also deals with, um, you know, Apple's MacBook issue, where if you if you unseal a MacBook out of their stores, software has to be run on it uh, to verify to verify the equipment inside. Um, the, so the, uh, so I mean, they would have to. So they would have to update it. So I'm sure that Apple will sue. Um, absolutely. I'm sure that Apple will sue to prevent this from happening. Um, and this will go up to some, this will, this will go through the court mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, and, and we'll have to see. And just like with the, with the app store, they will make this, the spurious claim that this is for the good of, this is for your own good. Yeah. Cause you have to have our parts, our genuine parts put in by our genuine uh, Apple geniuses which costs a lot more, right? So Absolutely. Everybody everybody believes that you should use their genuine parts because everybody wants to make the money off of you. Uh so you know, it's it's hard to say. I mean, yeah. A and few months It's interesting because, you know, one of the last topics we talked about on the show um in, in one of the last episodes was about Samsung and their relationship with iFixit, right? And that they have like a they had established a strong relationship to make parts and things more available to eliminate e-waste. 
And within three or four days of our episode, Google made a similar announcement. Now, I don't know if they smelled this in the water and wanted to try and yeah. get ahead of what New York was up to, um, but there's no way Apple I mean, has that same mentality. I mean, a lot of companies, to be fair, a lot of companies want to represent themselves as being green. Right. Uh, now, that's a good way I love of doing getting... It. I, now, I love getting new devices as much as anybody probably, but the greenest thing that you can do instead of recycling is use something longer, right? Yeah. So the, the greenest thing is instead of recycling your phone is to keep using your phone. So when they, you make a product that is, you know, planned obsolescence, then you have you have a problem and like the sealed in batteries are the best example of that. I mean, yes, you can pay someone to get it replaced, but when it becomes super expensive, it's not, it's not worth, you know, I mean, you're not going to spend, want to spend a hundred, 200, like $300 to get a new, I don't know what it costs to go to the Apple store and get a new battery for your iPhone. But you know, it's, it's now, what, what could happen as a result of the competition here is that places like Apple might be forced to actually charge reasonable prices True. for reasonable prices for something for a battery. Uh, and then, and then they would be more in the game. Cause yeah, I mean, that's the thing with batteries, right? They always want you to use their battery. And I've had companies say things to be like, well, you don't know if the other batteries are safe or not. And to be fair, there's not a great bunch of like well-known brands in the like replacement laptop and phone battery right. uh, space. Like it's you can go on Amazon. And, it's Lexar. Yeah. Past them, yeah, I, I don't mean, know any brand. May, maybe, but there's like a lot of things I've gone on where it's like, oh yeah, I want to see if I can get a new battery for this old laptop. Oh yeah, there's a bunch on eBay. They say that they're genuine, but I don't know where they actually came from. Like. Right. Do I trust them? Batteries are a little bit more of a, you know, something I'm a little bit more worried about than other components because if a faulty battery can be a fire hazard. So, on the other hand, most of the time it's fine. So, you know, what do you what do you do? Like, I I recall a few, you know, maybe it was six months, you know, more than that, maybe like three quarters of a year ago, a year ago. My son has been using, this is a perfect example of keep keep using old stuff, right? Uh, especially if you have, uh, you know, family, kids, whatever, pass down your old stuff to the next person, right? So my old ThinkPad that I bought in 2014, I think it was, uh, a couple of years ago, I gave it, I gave it to my son. And, you know, he's really hard on that thing. And the keyboard broke a little bit, like a couple of the keys, like the keycaps came off and couldn't go back on. And I looked and it was like really, really expensive to buy a replacement keyboard, replacement ThinkPad keyboard from Lenovo for this old laptop that in and of itself was probably not worth more than 300 bucks. So... I looked and like, you know, I think Amazon, somebody had one where they said, this is a genuine made in the same factory or whatever. So they claim uh, Lenovo keyboard and it was like 30 bucks, so it was like 30 bucks is about what I want to spend on, sure. on this, on this. 
and and so I got it and it worked but I can tell that the quality is not, is you Different. know some of the keys stick a little bit you know the the feels not quite what I expect but on the other hand if you're kind of keeping you know keeping afloat an old device just for you know hey I'm gonna keep this afloat for another couple years you don't want to spend a lot of money on it because at that point sure. it's like why don't I just buy a new one so you know that's that's the thing about replacement parts if the replacement parts are too expensive it's a really it's a, a really big discur you know disincentive to to buy them to not buy a new one because like if I'm spending this much why don't I just spend a little more and get get a whole new one true yeah to <clears throat> totally makes sense um i i think like you said i think this is has the ability to uh to push some stuff right i think i think there are some uh some competition changes that could come from this which will be really good for the market as a whole um so i definitely look forward to seeing uh what comes of this don't know what it'll be uh almost certainly like you said a lawsuit uh, from from at least Apple, um, but a lot of companies are trying to trying to look better in the eyes of their of their uh, customers uh, on the on the green space and stuff like that. So there's a very real possibility that um, that most companies are either going to embrace this in a big way um, or or at least not fight it. <laughs> So that's, I think that's good for everybody involved. This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is a per... Ooh. Okay, all of my computers have given up on me. <laughs> Sorry about that. Probably powered by PureVPN. Uh, the best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus available for almost all of your devices you can get a special price and a 31 day money back guarantee right now by going to pilchpoint.live slash pure vpn all right like i said first episode back things are happening so it is what it is uh so abram <laughs> you've got some show and tell right yes so a uh, couple weeks ago a couple of new things came out uh, that I got a chance to review and I have right here from Logitech that I think uh, a lot of folks uh, would be interested in and should be interested in. Uh, first of all, we have the Logitech MX Master 3S mouse. Now, if you have been following along, you know that this looks very similar, pretty much identical to the MX Master 3 mouse. Absolutely. Um, never mind. Never mind that I have them in different colors. The uh, 3S is available in uh, this color, which looks like it's white, uh, but is called light gray. It's available in graphite, which is kind of a really boring medium gray. And then it's available in, in black. Uh, and uh, what's special about this mouse, which uh, retails for $99, although the other day it was on sale for $89. And that's a lot for a mouse, but look, this is a mouse that can actually make you more productive and uh and so it's worth every penny the um first of all it's got a very nice shape to it let me see if i can 
kind of show it out here. It's it's got this really nice sculpted uh, side where you can rest your thumb. This is kind of a rubberized material here, and the heel also very pleasant to touch. It's got uh, a number of customizable buttons. So it's got these two buttons on the side, which could be your forward back. Uh, there's like a hidden button here that your thumb can press. Uh, obviously, left and right buttons. Uh, this button up here, you can reprogram, but is actually made for shifting the mode of the scroll wheel, which is one of the key features here, which is that the scroll wheel has an electromagnet in it, which will adjust the feel of the wheel. So it can go from smooth to ratcheted. Uh, of course, you can also just have it, as I do, be automatic. So if you start to scroll really fast, it becomes smooth. And if you start, and if you scroll at normal speed, it's ratcheted. But uh, that uh, that's something you can configure with the Logi Option software, which I'll show you in a minute. Uh, also, one thing I really like about these is that they have a side scroll wheel. Uh, now, you might be saying, eh, how often do I have to side scroll? And you're right, probably you don't. But you can set this to be different things, to do things other than side-scrolling, and you can set it to do different things in different programs. So I have it be zoom in and out in Chrome, uh, but I have it be, I can have it be volume up and down in Spotify, and I can have it be, uh, and I can have it be, you know, scroll left and right in Excel. So you can have it be different things in different um or I have it be zoom in and out in Photoshop. Uh, although, you know, so whatever you whatever you want it to be, you can make it be by program. Now, you might be wondering if you've been following along, what is the difference between the 3S and the 3, which came out years ago? Uh, there's a couple of differences. They, uh, now, I will say that if you already have a 3, you probably don't want to bother to spend the $100 to upgrade. However, if you don't have a, uh, an MX Master Mouse yet, then this is a good uh, this is a good time to get one. So it has a the buttons are now quiet, uh, so they don't make a click noise. Now, at first, Ooh. when I first pressed them, my thought was, "Oh, I hate this because it's not as it didn't feel as tactile to me." And I thought, "Uh oh, this is it's become mushy." But after about five minutes, I got used to it, and I really like it now. It does have uh, a, the same amount of travel, but it feels, it's just, you know, you actually requires a little less force, I think. And although I haven't gotten like the, the, the actuation numbers from Logitech on that, but it feels, it, it feels, still feels really good and it's quiet. Now, whether you really need quiet in your mouse button is, uh, interesting question because even if you're on a broadcast like this one, a lot of broadcast tools have noise cancellation that cancels out that noise anyway. But uh, if you're worried about it, uh, this has that feature. The other upgrade is that the sensor goes from 4,000 to 8,000 DPI. So with that, now that means that you'll have a faster, you can set it. I mean, it defaults to 1,000 DPI as it did on the old one. So if you don't mess with the settings, you wouldn't notice the difference. But I turned this up to about 5,000, and that was good for working with my four monitor setup, getting around faster without it being too fast. So that is, you know, that is an, an improvement. 
The other change that is not really an improvement, uh, but just a change, is that this now uses uh, LogiBolt for connectivity. So there's, it can connect to, this is really important, of course, just like the old one, it has this button on the bottom to change profiles and it can connect to up to three devices. And it can connect via, via either Bluetooth LE or LogiBolt. The old one used something called Logitech Unifying Receiver. Uh, the only difference between LogiBolt and Logitech Unifying Receiver is LogiBolt is the new uh, dongle standard for Logitech and it has it's has supposedly better reception and no and better security because the old one could apparently be hacked if you really wanted to hack it. Now you don't even need the LogiBolt because you could just use Bluetooth uh, and that should should work fine. So um, now one thing that's interesting though is the device switching capability. It is annoying that you have to turn it over and hit this button. Uh, and frankly, Logitech should know better because they have other mice which have the switcher button on the top. Um, but the one thing that they have is something called LogiFlow. And LogiFlow is a software feature where you can take another uh, computer, like let's say you have your, your desktop here and your laptop sitting over there, and you can configure it so that if you drag the mice mouse pointer off the right side of your desktop here, or the top or the left or the bottom or however you want it, uh, it will auto, it'll drag onto that other desktop and it will automatically change the Bluetooth profile for you. Uh, so you can treat it like one, you know, two or three computers, like one big desktop. And you can even copy and paste across, across those devices. So in that respect, it's like another a free program that Microsoft has called um, mouse without borders. Now, the question though is when you do that, what about your keyboard? So if you, Logitech had a solution in the form of the MX keys, which was a non-mechanical keyboard that uh, could use LogiFlow, but no self-respecting person who really cares about productivity or typing wants a non-mechanical keyboard. So the big news is that they have released the Logitech MX Mechanical, which is Logitech's mechanical keyboard that uses LogiFlow. Uh, and uh, there's two versions of it. There's the MX Mechanical and the MX uh, Mechanical Mini. The Mechanical Mini has 84 keys. The regular Mechanical, which I'm holding here, has 110 keys. Um, very configurable using the software and it has three Bluetooth profiles. Sadly, one of my keys fell off and I cannot find it, which is not, uh, but it allows you to see the switches. So that's cool. So uh, this is available with three types of switches. Uh, it is available and they are Kale Chalk V2 switches, which means they're low profile switches. This is the blue switch version. They have the red switch linear version. Blue switch is clicky, by the way and the brown switch tactile version which logitech claims they have done special work with logitech to make quiet with kale to make quieter than a regular low profile brown switch in our tests though we had one with brown switches it was not that quiet um logitech uh is really pushing the brown version they really like the idea of quiet they think that a lot of people are concerned about making noise and they're 
on their phone calls or in their office. Uh, I don't see that as a problem as I come from an office where everybody has clicky keyboards and nobody cares. But um, when I'm at home, I really don't care uh, what my family thinks because I'm going to have my clicks one way or the other. But, um, you know, uh, I mean, now I have my own room in this house for, for my office uh, when my daughter doesn't come in and claim it as her store. But uh, but even when I lived in a one-bedroom apartment with, and it was just my wife and, and me, uh, I would uh, not, you know, I would have, you know, you, you got to have the, the, the thing that makes you feel the best. So uh, this keyboard is low profile, uh, and that is good and bad. The, uh, the good is... It actually has a lower, it has 3.2 millimeter travel instead of a normal uh, 3.6, which you would get on regular kale switches or four on Cherry MX switches. And that is enough, in my view, enough travel uh, to not feel like you're, you know, like it's too shallow, but it actually allowed me to type pretty fast. I, I was able to really have some of my fastest typing ever on this keyboard. That being said, low profile has some disadvantages. Uh, and I really don't know why they chose to go with low profile. I think they thought that that was more attractive. I don't know. I don't know anybody who has any problem with air rights to their desk where they have to worry about the keyboard being too another, you know, half an inch higher. But um, so I've never quite understood gotta, the appeal of. You got to watch out for low flowing planes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why people need low profile keyboards at all, but um, but it's a thing. Uh, and so, you know, it was good for typing, except the you can't really replace. I mean, the keycaps come off, but trying to put regular keycaps on, um, they didn't really fit properly. I mean, they fit over it, but they were too big because I guess this is the switch is too short. Um, these keycaps are not, are, a, are, you know, kind of regular ABS keycaps and they're kind of flat. Don't really like them that much. And then even with the, even with the, the big problem, even with the feet flipped out, uh, this isn't very tall, so you can't use a regular wrist rest with it. So, you know, I'm, I'm now a lot of people, that's no big deal. They don't use wrist rests. They don't care. I care a lot about wrist rest. And so my regular HyperX wrist rest, which I love with the cooling gel in it, would not work with this. And I cannot type without a wrist rest. Fortunately, there is a solution. Um, Logitech makes uh, from their prior keyboard this, which is their MX uh, wrist rest, which is kind of soft, uh, kind of leatherette uh, feel here. And it's, it's thin. Uh, it's not nearly as comfy as my regular wrist rest, but it it gets the job done, and it's about twenty bucks. There are other low profile wrist rests on the market, though, uh, so I, I, that I haven't tested. So maybe if you really want a wrist rest with your low profile, you can find something decent. But I found that to be kind of a, an annoyance. Uh, one more quick thing I want to show is the software, because the software really. Uh, really makes the experience here with these the keyboard and mouse. So uh, here you have the Logi option software and it's showing uh, my mouse and you can go in and you can see that for different programs, you can actually make different things happen 
with the different buttons. So like for Chrome, I can make the middle button do any of these things, or I can set up other actions, or I can do ones that are specific to Chrome. Uh, and then I can go in and I can say, oh, but for Excel, I want the side, the side button to be, you know, the, the let the forward and back to be undo redo and the horizontal scroll. And while they have some apps that they have laid out, you can, they have predefined customizations. Any app that's installed on your computer, you can um, you can configure for. Um, I wish though that you could configure for different websites in, in your browser. That would be even better because I know a lot of us use our browser, you know, using Google Docs in your browser is not the same thing as say using, um, you know, using another browser-based tool like Facebook or something. It would be nice if you could configure by that, but you can't. Um, you can set uh, what the scroll wheels do. You can set the DPI here. Uh, Easy Switch shows you what these are the different um, different devices I have it connected to. Uh, this is Flow, so it shows that you know my this is my computer and this is the my laptop, my desktop, and my laptop, and I have them positioned like this, so I can drag from one to the other. And then just as kind of general settings, and then for the keyboard, um, you can configure what the keys do. But one thing that's a little bit of a downer is these these keys that are outlined in white are the only ones you can uh, custom configure. You cannot, um, you know, mess with the numpad keys or any of the other keys, which is which is kind of a shame. Um, the backlighting is strict. Uh, ha there's several different backlighting modes. Uh, there's maybe six or seven, but it's not RGB. It's just plain white. Uh, and then, you know, same thing with the easy switch. Now, one thing that is also a real downer about flow, even though I really like flow, uh, is that it only works on compute on devices that can have Logi options installed on them. So that's only, uh, Mac, Macs and windows PCs. It does not work on, um, if you have a Raspberry Pi in the mix or another Linux device or a phone or something that your tablet that you want to use, you've got to use the manual. You have to manually switch uh, your connection, which means hitting button, hitting a button on the keyboard, and hitting a button on the mouse. Uh, so that's, uh, that's kind of the, the story. I, I strongly recommend uh, this, this mouse. If you don't already have a Logitech MX Master mouse, uh, get the 3S. It is, unless you're a big time gamer, if you want a mouse for productivity, this one is really hard to beat uh, because of the side, the thumb wheel, the the electromagnet, electromagnetic uh, smart shift on the, on the regular scroll wheel and just that heavy customization of, of the buttons. Um, and just the overall good feel. The keyboard I like, but I only really recommend it if you plan to use Flow a lot, because if you don't plan to use Flow, this is a $169 uh, keyboard that does you know three Bluetooth profiles. You can get other keyboards that are wireless uh, that do more than three profiles uh, for less money, like uh, my like my personal favorite, the the Oppo 3098B that I have here that's 
plugged in. Uh, so, um, you know, so there, I think there's, it, you really have to like, uh, you know, the idea of, of flow and using the Logi software. But uh, what do you think? I have been a big fan of, of the MX uh, hardware for a while. I've got a first gen mouse that is in my laptop bag. Um, I think we've got a third gen um, upstairs. Um, Alante just realized that that's the mouse that he uses. Uh, <laughs> I see in the chat. Um, he's like, hey, yeah. that's the mouse I use every day. I just realized that I knew it looked familiar. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've, I've been a big fan of the MX, particularly the mice, um, for a very long time. I've got one or two of the keyboards from over the years um, around. I like the idea of the, the quiet click, um, especially with this mouse, which is our mouse. What's this called? A microphone that is incredibly yeah. sensitive on sound. Um, so I, I like the idea of the quiet clicks because I can occasionally, when I'm going back and re-listening to the show, I can occasionally hear myself click uh, when I... <laughs> When I have to, I use the stream deck for Let's most Let's do a things. test. Can you hear it now? I hear something, but it doesn't sound like a mouse click. I don't know what it sounds uh, like. It sounds like you've got like a solo cup and you're you're pushing in the sides on it. Uh, okay. Well, that's not good. Either. I mean, I put it right in front of the microphone though. So, okay. so uh, how about now that it's not right in front of it? I know to listen for it, so I'm hearing it, but I bet if you were to do it in 15 minutes, nobody would notice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did test this with my coworkers on a Google Meet call, and Google Meet by default has noise canceling on it. I don't know if mm -hmm. uh, our setup here has any noise canceling, uh, but mm -hmm. Google Meet has that built in, as do a bunch of other things. Zoom has that built in and mm -hmm. on by default. With it by default, neither the uh, the original, which sounds like this, nor the new one made any noise that they could hear. Once I turned okay. it off, once I deliberately turned off the default setting, they could hear it. They could hear either one, but the quiet one was a little bit less was less obvious. Yeah. So, you know, the quiet switch is nice, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't upgrade for for that. I think. Right. Having the more DPI is has been helpful with my really big monitor setup, uh, so that's nice. But um, you know, I think overall, if you have a three, I wouldn't bother to spend a hundred dollars to upgrade. But if you don't have either one, uh, then uh, then certainly get the three S. The three is going to be going off the market, they say anyway. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely good. The keyboard I I like, but it's probably uh, it's it's a good it's a good choice, but if you you know if you don't want to spend one hundred sixty nine dollars, if you're not in love with uh, you know with Logi Flow, then you can get then there are other choices in the market. Yeah, gotcha. I I liked the the UI for for the the flow stuff, uh, like as opposed to Mouse Without Borders, which I understand is a garage project that was somebody playing around in right. their spare time. Um, but I liked, I liked the UI for that. Well, um, I'm going to investigate it 
anyway. Flow works real. I really like Flow, but what I don't like, and I when I met with Logitech, I, I complained to them about this, is that it only works on Mac and Windows. So if you're like me and, wanna, it, and you want to like use... Does what? it work cross Mac and Windows? I haven't tested it, but okay. I believe it's supposed to. Uh, That's something the mouse without I, borders doesn't do. <laughs> I haven't tested it, but I believe it is supposed to. Okay. Now, I would be curious to know if you could do that and maintain the clipboard between the two mm-hmm. uh, as well. Uh, so I don't have a Mac here to test. It with, so that's my problem. I test it with, uh, you know, two windows machines, although it is two different versions of windows. It's working for sure. 11 and 10, it works okay. uh, together. So, but it is frustrating that you can't uh, use flow in windows and then you've got to turn it over and, and hit this button on the bottom and uh, they really should give you the ability to configure like this button up here or whatever to, to do, do the it. switcher. Yeah, that would to be cool. do it. I, I I met the product manager who's in charge of this, and I told him that, and he said he would look into doing it. So if it happens, it was me. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, so that's the uh, so do we have more on these? You can read our full re- my full reviews of them on Tom'sHardware.com. They're live there right now. Fantastic. Well, I obviously I've heard a lot about it. I've seen a lot of writing out in the wild on it, and I've gotten some stuff from Logitech on it. But getting to see the hardware in motion and uh, and hear your thoughts on it definitely definitely is uh, is helpful to me uh, in in making a possible future decision. You know, especially in an environment like ours with software and gaming and the studio mice wear out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Alante's a, an artist and you know, we, we kill mice. So it's good to know that the, uh, that the new version of the mouse is solid. So, um, thank you for that view. And, uh, as always, Avram, I look forward to what we talk about next time. This week's Extra Life on F5 Live is proudly powered by EXA. EXA brings the latest technology to gamers, offering the most immersive products for the ultimate gaming experience. They've compiled the best elements of cutting-edge ENC technology, Bluetooth 5.0, 7.1 surround, plus extra features, and they don't break the bank. Uh, You can get headsets for Xbox, PlayStation, PlayStation, Switch, and PC right now by going to f5live.tv slash exa. All right, if you've been watching the show, you might notice that um, Alante has joined us here and the laptop was in his frame. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, I warned everybody earlier that we've uh, made some changes to the studio and we're still trying to figure out how all of it works and the laptop will be a challenge. So, good to know. Uh, <laughs> Um, this week, 
was um, Sony's State of Play event. Uh, normally in June, what we see is a big, splashy press event at E3, but since E3 2022 has been canceled both in person and digitally, and probably um, in perpetuity, is our guess. Uh, Sony decided to do a standard State of Play, and by standard I mean they basically did their E3 press conference um, but streamed it a little early. Uh, a lot of the other studios and companies are doing their broadcasts within a window of the Summer Games Fest, which is scheduled for uh, this coming week, I, I believe think. so. Um, yeah. I can Let's find out here in a second. Pretty soon. Yeah, it's, it is coming up. Yeah, their website's not the best. So, <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. It's coming up, I think, this week. Um, yeah, June 9, 10, yeah, 11, 12. Um, Microsoft's will be on the 12th. Um, uh, Geek Week for Netflix is June 10th. A lot of companies are basing it in here, but Sony did not. And so <laughs> they're getting all of our attention today which is probably the reason why they did it. Not because of us, but because everybody is giving their undivided attention to Sony. They announced, some, they announced some cool stuff. It was or, a good move. Not, and not even necessarily announced, but gave us new information and, and video on, on new stuff. I know, I know his favorite. I don't even have to ask. <laughs> so I think we should just get into Street Fighter VI. Oh, of course. I mean, uh, the, the reveal trailer for Street Fighter uh, 6 showed off uh, uh, quite a few things. Uh, showed us some gameplay, showed us some uh, mechanics that uh, the, the mechanics don't look new. They look uh, refreshed. Polished. Um, they look really polished. They look like they, they function a little differently now. Um, a lot of uh, uh, Street Fighter players from the past if you've played like third strike and things like that you might notice that there looks like a there's a parry system uh now hmm, looks like i'm off but <laughs> uh there's a uh, a parry system that looks like it's returned that's universal for everyone uh street fighter 5 uh doesn't have a uh, doesn't have a parry system but certain characters had uh had parries like uh uh, Ryu and uh, I think Gil had one with their with their uh, uh, V systems, but this one seems to be bringing back some kind of crazy uh, parry mechanic um, that everybody seems to be able to utilize, and uh, and it looks like they've got some kind of uh, Guilty Gear Strive esque counter system along with it, where you know when they when they hit this big hit. You know, it, it, it uh, freeze frames the, 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 the fight, zooms in really close, and then bam, start your, your freestyle combo. Um, so, and I mean, they've, they've really uh, brought the visuals, uh, you know, they've, they've, you know, they started this, this visual with like the black and white red ink 
and uh, and it's evolved with with each game. But now it's just big splashes of colors everywhere. It almost like Splatoon style, you know, like some of the ink splashes on the ground. Yeah, even which and, is totally new. And uh, yeah, they talked about that a lot. I don't know. Uh, real quick, we're gonna make a change in here uh, so Alante can be seen since his camera is failing on us for some reason. Avram, did you get to see any of uh, the state of play? Not a lot, because uh, I'm not a big PlayStation player. But uh, actually, I should say I'm not a PlayStation player at all right now since uh, since I gave up my PS3. But I know uh, I know folks were I don't know some people were upset that Spider Man is coming to the PC. Why be upset about that? I'm excited about it. Me too. <laughs> I mean, I mean that would mean I could actually play it, which would be cool for me. The uh, I think I think the thing is that I guess folks feel that it was an exclusive for PS. Was it a PS5 exclusive or a PS4 exclusive? Depends on the title. Uh, and right, and that those who it was some kind of broken promise or whatever to folks that now it's suddenly going to be available for PC. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, gamers are a little odd sometimes, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. So, you know, well, it is what it is. I, I mean, I get it in the sense that, like, without exclusives, you kind of... Um, the There's a blurrier and blurrier line between Xbox, mm. PS5, and PC. So... Without exclusives on one or the other, it's very easy to make the case that you should just get whatever whatever you want or, yeah. or whatever is available or whatever is uh, cheap, which is not yeah. great for the PC world because we're we're the least cheap. But um, true, you know. Honestly, I'm. But it I'm, would be an argument to getting an Xbox. I'm pretty happy that uh, that the shift has been kind of going more towards PC. Like like I'm. Right now, I'm kind of in the boat of uh, PC and Switch, mm-hmm. and that seems to really kind of be the sweet spot this current generation, you know, because a lot of games are coming over to PC, um, and I mean, it takes a little time <laughs> uh, for it to get there, but a lot of games are coming over to PC, Nintendo stays in their realm, and, uh, and I've got that one, <laughs> so, you know, it's... I, I feel like this generation in particular, it's a, uh, it's good to be a PC, indeed player for the most part. Yeah, yeah. If you can get a graphics card, which now you can. Yeah, sure. Uh, you can. Yeah. Until recently, it wasn't so easy, but the last couple of months, the market is definitely improving. So if you, so if you have the money to spend, you can get a graphics card for close sure. to MSRP. Absolutely. Yeah, it's pretty nice. So on the Street Fighter topic, I don't know if you mentioned this because I was panicking a little bit about the camera. Um, <laughs> the commentary. Yeah. So I, I'm shocked by this. The, I think we all know in past games, whether it be fighting games or not, there was Madden is kind of famous for generic nonsense commentary. Boom but, shakalaka. Right. That <laughs> you do a certain thing, they say a certain thing, and after you've played it a little while, you want to punch your TV. But that that doesn't seem to be the case here. This seems like there is a huge library of legitimate commentary recorded by actual like game callers that isn't that's more like AI driven on when it should and should not uh, play versus just 
you know, there's three things that happen if you make a touchdown. Yeah. Madden's a great example, an easy example of, and, <laughs> of and how e- it works. And even some fighting games, like, uh, let, like let's say Marvel vs. Capcom 3, for example, um, they had uh, a couple of uh, commentary voiceovers that would lay out very generic things that would happen. If the fight goes into the air, they say air combo. Mm-hmm. If they say, you know, a, a counter attack happened, they'll say a counter, what kind of damage are you going to do? You know, that, and they, they've had, Capcom has had that kind of stuff for, for a long time. Really only uh, Capcom that I think about it, but them actually, uh, and I mean, they're, they're using a, uh, uh, a voiceover of someone who has been, uh, he goes by the name of Vicious, mm-hmm. um, has been doing commentary for um, their their actual Capcom Pro Tours. Uh, I, that's To me, that's exciting. Using someone that we have seen and heard over the years, you know, for uh, Street Fighter V yeah. and other games as well. Um, I mean, good for him. <laughs> you know, but he's I, also not exclusive, right. which is one of the things that I thought was interesting. The the video of it, um, a new commentator has entered, uh-huh. uh, which I Very thought was pretty cool. cool. Uh, cool. There's going to be multiple, which I think is is pretty cool. Yeah, so I I definitely wonder who else they're going to use. I mean, mm-hmm. they they announced uh, one English voice actor and they announced one Japanese voice actor. Okay, and they all they they both sound really amazing. They both kind of bring different energies. So that'll be fun uh, to kind of witness, uh, but I I love the direction of this game so far. The the hub looks amazing. It looks like they've got a good campaign mode going on uh, that people have really been asking for. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we've we've had these really competitive fighting games where it was just nothing but straight fighting. Yeah. All right, cool. That's great. But now we need to get into some. Uh, content that's going to make these games worth the $60 that we're playing plus, you know... Multiplayer and story. Yes. that Right, there's been a lot of push towards that across the industry. Yeah. Uh, before we move on, I'm going to need you to grab that camera and unplug it before I throw it because it keeps <laughs> beeping at us. Uh, so, another franchise that we're all familiar with that we saw some new stuff on was Resident Evil. Yes. Um, no new games... But uh, two new takes on previous titles. Um, the first is um, Resident Evil 4 Remake, which is... Um, it is a remake, it's not a remaster. The story is going to change. The gameplay is going to change. It is, therefore, kind of a new game. It's a little, Ish. It's a little scary. <laughs> um, Be- because 4 is one of their best games. Mm-hmm. So they can screw that up. They, they kind of... They, 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 they had a really good start with the Resident Evil remakes, and then it got a little rocky. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're all kind of, the uh, fans of the franchise are a little afraid that uh, this may be another misstep. We don't need a GTA remaster. Nope. So, it's, uh, it, but, I mean, it looks good. You know, they're using the current, current Leon uh, model and giving him his, the, you know, the, the, the outfit from the original Resident Evil 4, you know, the brown leather jacket, mm-hmm. um, which that was, that was kind of cool to see. Um, so that I, we'll, we'll see. It also appears to be, um, done in the new, uh, re-engine, the RE-engine. Yep. Um, which is what Resident mm-hmm. Evil 7, mm-hmm. 
Village, which we'll talk about in a second, are done in. Meant to mention uh, Street Fighter Six is also is in, also in the RE. Yes, yeah. so they're, that's that's they're killing it. That I mean, this engine is solid. Yeah. So it's you know that's what made those splatters that you were talking about possible. Yeah. Apparently, I read a whole thing from Capcom on how that was working. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then we have uh, the Village, Resident Evil Village. Um, nothing new there except that it's coming to PlayStation VR two. Yes. So, so a nice, interesting new perspective, quite literally. <laughs> uh, get a nice first-person view of uh, Lady Dumitresque. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Oh, I hadn't. Oh, no. That's what all the gamers want, even though oh. she always shows up in the game for like 10 minutes. But oh, the web is going to be a mess for a while. <laughs> so with that, let's move on to uh, something else. How about Final Fantasy sixteen? Yeah. So... <laughs> So they finally showed off some gameplay yes. uh, of Final Fantasy 16. It's, it, I mean, it is gorgeous. It is an absolutely it really beautiful is. game. The, the gameplay looks really uh, uh, interactive and solid. And, and back to uh, Final Fantasy. Yes. Not these weird little side quests that the studio's been going on. Right. But... <laughs> But like, back to oh Final Fantasy proper. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've been remastering old titles. They've mm-hmm. been doing different types of games in the in the universe. But this this appears to be like a proper Final Fantasy. They've they've been you can you can see getting punched a little bit. <laughs> you could see the the steps that they've taken since I want to say it started with Crisis Core, uh, Final Fantasy, one of the side quests. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that battle system has evolved between you know Final Fantasy or uh, thirteen, Final Fantasy fifteen, uh, into Final Fantasy seven remake, and you know, and this is where we're at now. It's mm-hmm. Final Fantasy sixteen, and I, and I think it looks really good. Yeah, it it really does. Yeah, um, those were the major titles. Yeah, lots of lots of stuff coming to VR. Um, there was a huge focus on VR. Um, not just uh, Village, but we've got um, Horizon Call of the Mountain, which will be exclusive to PSVR 2. Yep. Uh, we've uh, got The a- Walking... Too many words. Oh my god, too many words. Okay. <laughs> the, walking the Walking Dead, dead colon, Saints and Sinners, Chapter 2, colon, Retribution. That's too many words, guys. And two colons. <laughs> yeah. <we've>... Very strange. Um <sighs> <that>. <laughs> <Teenage> editor. <laughs> Uh, oh, very strange. Anyway, that's coming to both original PSVR and PSVR 2. Um, if you have a first generation on the PS4, um, you'll have that this year. And if you have the new version, you have to wait till next year. Ha! And there, <laughs> so. and there were some nice uh, indie games mixed in there, too. I'm trying to remember uh, the, the name, the title that had the little fox character. Um, the fox character or the little cat? It might be a little cat. Not sure. But it, it, it was one word. Yeah. The cat is called Stray. Not that one. Okay. Not that one. Okay. This one was, uh, it was an action RPG. Tunic. I see it. Uh, I was going to say, the other one on here that's not Roller Dome. <laughs> Which Roller Dome was is interesting. Tunic. Yeah, but it certainly wasn't about a little fox character. No, no. That's very different. <laughs> um, that, it, one's, that one's coming in September. 
yeah. uh, to PS4 and PS5. Yeah, so, oh, okay, that's that's pretty... It, lo- it looks beautiful. Visually, it looks great. Uh, gameplay looks looks pretty awesome. Um, nice dungeon crawler uh, type of game, so... Uh, Roller Dome coming officially to PS4 and PS5 in fall of this year. Which is not the first rollerblade game we've seen. Nope, because we were watching one the other night. And I'm like, what's the what's this push for rollerblade games? I mean, I ain't mad at it. Yeah, yeah, but are, it's weird. Are you are you excited about a uh, roller derby on uh, the PlayStation there, Ephraim? <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I don't get games like that so much because it's like if the point if it's something that you could do yourself. Not that I could really rollerblade, but if it's something that I really cared about doing, point. like I could go out and rollerblade. Like it's like. It's also sort of like bowling and pool on your on your <laughs> you know video games. It's like you could just do it yourself, right? Like it's I try to get video games that allow me to do stuff that like I wouldn't personally be able to do easily. Like, like to be a cat a jet fighter. Yes, I couldn't do that personally. I could watch one, but I can you know, like like to yeah. I think that is the that is the fun of um that is that is the fun of good of a good video game is it kind of takes mm-hmm. you away sort of mm-hmm. sort of like a good movie which is why I cannot bear to watch movies where people just talk to each other because I can talk to people all day long. <laughs> you know? If there's if there's no like if there's no like explosions or decapitations like why am I watching why am I paying ten dollars for it? Agreed. For Fair enough. Agreed. <laughs> I mean you know I could talk to people in my own house, but that so. You know, but you can't have John Wick four in your own house. <laughs> I mean, I hope not. That one, I guess you could, but you shouldn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So. You so know, we'll add that caveat. Kinda, yeah, we'll add that caveat. So I mean, yeah, the roller. I feel that way about things like rollerblade. Like, couldn't you just do it yourself? But what about roller derby? <laughs> You know, what? Uh, I mean, if you had friends, you know what? What's what's funny is the the rollerblade game that they that they showed off in the state of play is a little bit of John Wick mixed in there. <laughs> it had it had some guns and stuff, and you're flipping around and shooting enemies. It's really crazy. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> so, what was your big takeaway? Um, I think. PlayStation killed it. Mm-hmm. This this was easily. I think this was their best state of play, um, and I think uh, that seems to be the industry's general consensus. Yeah, and I, I think they need to they need to they need to understand that this is the kind of stuff that they need to bring for their future state of plays. They they had great selections. Uh, the presentations were fantastic. Um, nine solid nine out of ten for me. Nice. I, I got to tell you, I think everybody knows that, that PlayStation is not my general home. I do have them, but it's not the place I usually go. But this was this was a heck of a presentation. Yeah. It's, it's hard to deny. I mean, this was, this was in reality the way people tried to pre- pretend the PS4 reveal E3 presentation was. Yeah. Because that one wasn't great. Like it was mostly hip hop gamer that 
that made that presentation interesting, <laughs> shouting from the uh, from the audience. Uh, outside of that, it wasn't that great of a presentation. Um, you know, they just tried to undercut Microsoft from the night before or that morning or whatever it was. Um, but I think this was as good as they tried to pretend that one was. I just absolutely killed it. And now we've got, what, five days, seven days until Microsoft's? we got a week from right now until Microsoft's? Ooh, I have a feeling they're going to have to make some changes. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've, I've heard a few rumors, and they sound okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Although, in fairness... Outside of uh, xCloud getting leaked pretty pretty early in development, um, and Spartan, is that the name of the streaming stick? Um, outside of those two things, I, they've, they haven't had any big leaks Mm-mm. for a while. So, so maybe that's a good thing. It, yeah, it's possible that they've just been controlling the narrative. It was pretty funny to see them, uh, uh, Xbox Game Pass, when they announced the the event xbox game pass replied on twitter and said oops were we supposed to prepare something i remember that. <laughs> which suggests to me that they've yeah. probably got something big coming to uh to the game pass platform <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i mean i i guess they're gonna need something big to come to game pass platform because uh coincidentally i don't know if you guys saw this because it was such a minor uh, kerfuffle on the internet, but a a uh, we love minor kerfuffles, <laughs> right? So maybe you saw this because it's a, an Xbox related minor kerfuffle. Uh, one of my one of my coworkers, uh, he he doesn't work for Tom's Hardware. He works for Tom's guy. This guy Tony okay. Polanco mm-hmm. uh, put up a uh, a tweet the other day saying like I canceled the Xbox Game Pass because it doesn't really have any AAA titles. And I saw a whole that. bunch of people went like nuts about it. The fact that he said he was canceling Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> and then I guess one other person canceled Xbox Game Pass. And all of a sudden it was a big story that somebody publicly canceled their Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I, I feel like there might have been... I feel like there might have been an article with with one of those titles I, I yes, canceled. Yes, yes. Well, Xbox Game Pass is a great deal, but I still canceled anyway. Here's why. Something I, like that. Somebody something somebody like else that. did it, yep. but yep. he just tweeted and it went okay. like somebody else decided to make an article about the fact that he canceled his Xbox. <laughs> it's like his Game Pass. I mean, I mean, <laughs> so I guess there's some people who really love that stuff. I mean, who really care. I, I mean, I guess... <laughs> what, what's what's to say but anyway so yeah i mean they definitely are you know weak on the triple a titles so i guess people are gonna be for game pass so i guess people are gonna be looking out to maybe see if there's if they are gonna bring something more exciting to game pass there's definitely there's a uh potential for the future you know once uh once those deals come to pass mm-hmm. uh, with Blizzard, Blizzard Activision. That's true. So there's potential. Yeah. ActiBlizz opens up a lot of a lot of possibilities, and there might be a big a big deal about that at a at not E3. Yeah, yeah, true <laughs> enough. I I swear if the if the hash the official hashtag 
for this is not hashtag not E3. I'm going to be so disappointed. I'm going to start using it. That was a lot of knots. <laughs> hashtag not E3. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've been predicting yeah. this for a little while, and here we are. They need to embrace it. If they, I'll make a shirt. I promise I will. Summer Games Fest <laughs> is literally calling themselves the the replacement E3. Mm-hmm. So embrace it. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we're going to be following uh, next week and whenever the rest of the things happen, because again, it's all very strange the way Summer Games Fest is going on. Um, we're going to be following it uh, here in and amongst our own other gaming stuff. Because mm-hmm. if you've seen, uh, we've got our, our strike stuff uh, going right now. So we're going to be a little back and forth between the two brands. But we're going to keep an eye on, on Games Fest because basically we're going we're gonna to get a good view of what the rest of the year looks like. Yeah. Which is really what Sony got us started with. Which is so weird because Microsoft usually opens E3. So it's very strange to be starting with Sony uh, this year. But um, we'll we'll get to see what the rest of the year looks like. A lot of these titles that we mentioned um, are 22. Yep. Um, yep. Some as early as September, some fall, some holiday, uh, but a lot of it's 22. And like we said, a lot of it looks good. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing what the rest of the studios have have to show us and what Microsoft has to show next week. Right before our show, of course. So we'll be coming into uh, F5 next week in a little bit of panic because Microsoft, I think, will just be coming down at that point. So um, anyway, lots lots of cool stuff. We've got a uh, obviously we've got an article. We've also put together a playlist of all of the individual uh, segments from the state of play um, for all of the um, all of the games that we talked about in the order that they are in the article. So definitely check that out at uh, pluckitslive.com slash the upstream. Alante, thank you for joining us for this topic. Absolutely. And uh, we will see you back next time. we got a big gaming topic probably next week, talking okay. Microsoft and the rest of, uh, of uh, uh, Games Fest. Yeah, quite possibly. See you guys later. Good to see you, Aver. Mm-hmm. Great to see you. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. 35. It looks good on me. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Bye, world. (laughs) This week's news from the tubes on F5 Live is proudly powered by Malwarebytes. Whether you're you use a PC, a Mac, or a mobile device, Malwarebytes Premium is the company's strongest protection ever. It fights threats that traditional antivirus software can't stop. Uh, it actively blocks threats like worms, rogues, dialers, spyware, exploits, bots, and a whole lot more. It allows you to use your computer and mobile devices with confidence and peace of mind. To learn more, they get a special price right now. You can go to f5live.tv slash Malwarebytes. And we're going to stay on that topic right now um, because an interesting uh, exploit, uh, rogue, Trojan, however you want to define this particular one, um, was revealed to the public this week as most of the ones 
that we have talked about over the last couple of years have been. Uh, it is cryptocurrency based, and this one is on two fronts. The first one uh, is the malicious one, and the one that kind of matters. It is a clipboard hijacker. Now, clipboard hijackers are not new. They've been around for decades. Traditionally, what they do is they watch uh, your clipboard for things that look like nonsense, which generally mean passwords, and then send them off to a third-party uh, server or store them locally um, to send when you're online if uh, you happen to not be online at the time. This one works differently, though, because this one is doing clipboard injection. What it's looking for is crypto cryptocurrency wallet addresses. And so the only... The primary reason why you would have a cryptocurrency wallet address in your clipboard is because you're about to send that wallet money. And so what happens is you copy the wallet address, you go over to your other thing, you paste the wallet address in that interim. Um, this clip miner software has said, hey, that's a Bitcoin wallet address. And it goes through its more than 4,000 wallet addresses um, that all belong to these scammers. It finds one that starts with and ends with um, numbers that are the same or similar to the one in your clipboard, and it replaces it. So by the time you get to the other thing, you paste the wallet address, you hit send, the money hasn't gone to the person you intended, it goes to these people instead. Clever, though diabolical. Um, they have from what um, a couple of security researchers uh, have determined based on uh, flows in and out of the wallets and what they contained at the time uh, that the report was written, they had stolen at least $1.7 million worth of cryptocurrency from unsuspecting people who were just trying to paste a wallet address into a thing. Definitely not great. Uh, the other aspect of it is... Certainly minor in uh, comparison, and that was an unfortunate pun that I apologize for. It runs a crypto miner in the background. Um, that pun was not intended. Um, so, I, you know, drive by and install uh, crypto miners or nothing nothing new. We've talked about them for years. I, I ran an experiment a couple of years ago. God, under the last cast of the show is when I did this. So that aged it out pretty good. So um, they've been around for a long time. Drive-bys on, on you know, JavaScript on websites or things that install. YouTube ads were doing it for a while. Yeah, that's nothing new. And it's not terribly, not terribly harmful in the long run. You know, your resources might be used. Your power might, consumption might go up a little bit. Um, and it's so common that even uh, Norton had one built into uh, a Norton product at one point. So, eh. but this, this clipboard thing is, is a, a real problem. That's, that's really insidious. Well, I guess uh, this points to two things. One, obviously make sure when you paste something, it is uh, check it over yeah. against the original. Although most people wouldn't think to do that for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, two, this points to a problem with paying people via Bitcoin, which is that there's no uh, security in the transaction, right? I yeah. mean, if 
if this, for example, happened with a credit card transaction, you might have some recourse. Yeah. You might it, You'd be able you to call Visa be, or MasterCard or whoever and say, hey, this is what happened. They might be able to void the, the transaction since nothing is nothing happens on demand when it comes to credit cards, partially for this reason. Um, right. Plus, it's all a lot of that's insured. Cryptocurrency right. is not. So, right. So that's why this type of scam, like you, that's why maybe it's not the best thing to pay people with because you don't have that type of security in your cryptocurrency. I mean, I guess you have more privacy and all that, and it's its own marketplace, but there's a lot of scams out there because in some ways it's the Wild West and there yeah. aren't these type of protections that you get with other forms of payment. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talked uh, a couple of months ago about um, a dating site cryptocurrency scam that is still going around. I've been running uh, experiments lately to see if it's still happening. It's absolutely still happening. And we're trying to keep the list of, of websites updated on that because there are so many. In fact, over the last couple of years, I've got PR emails dating back to 2019 uh, that showed that Americans are losing uh, north of a billion dollars per year um, to cryptocurrency scams. That's a huge industry. And there's nothing yeah, you can do that, about it. Once it happens, it happens. That's it. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's why. Uh, also, we've seen some, some theft going on with NFTs. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, I'm sorry. I still think NFTs are a complete waste of money. Uh, if anybody thinks that NFTs are, are worth their time, I really, there's a video I would love to invite you to watch, uh, from one of my favorite YouTube channels called legal Eagle, where it's a lawyer who sort of evaluates different things and talks about all of the legal problems with NFTs because they're not really, there's no standard for what an NFT actually represents. So therefore you could, you know, what your NFT is worth is kind of, yeah, there's no real legal enforcement of it, but whatever. Yeah, this is. I mean, uh, I su strongly suggest people take their take their cryptocurrency and turn it into uh, some other type of currency before they start paying paying for things with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's there's in in the blockchain world, like you said, that that's. Uh, uh, cryptocurrency and, and NFTs. There's so many easy scams to get people. I mean, you've got in the NFT world, you've got um, uh, Patton Oswald who found out that somebody was selling his stand-up as an NFT without his knowledge. And on the other hand, you've got Seth Green who somehow had I don't know, one of the, the bored apes or I don't know, something stolen from him that he was using as part of a, a show, a web show. I don't know. I didn't quite follow it. I know it was somehow involved and he technically doesn't have the rights to it anymore and therefore can't uh, make the show. <laughs> it's, I mean, 
And those are just two celebrities on either end of, of the scam stuff there. With, with cryptocurrency, you've got a lot of scams. You've got phishing schemes. You've got, which is how I think the Seth Green thing worked, because I think that was part of that, that social media phishing thing. Um, you've got this thing, right, where, where you're just getting your, your wallet addresses replaced. I just there's so much going on. It's definitely like you said, the wild west. Now, in fairness, the way that this thing, this clip miner, is being distributed, is through cracked and pirated software. So, the bad actors are generally only targeting bad actors. However, uh, you know, it's it's a little different, right? You're, I guess. I guess these guys are paying for their software anyway, just not in the way they intended. But um, but yeah, it's it's not great. This is the second one that's been like this, and uh, current theory is that it's likely the same people after organizations like Malwarebytes, um, who was involved in the last one, recognized um, the, the Trojan file for uh, CryptoCube, um, in early 2021, it disappeared and ClipMiner showed up seemingly in its place and it's a very similar software. So it's probably the same people. Um, this one's now been identified. So expect a new name to show up, possibly a new distribution method. So always keep an eye on what's happening when you're online. I think that's always our point in these topics. <laughs> This week's DRM Not Included in F5 Live is proudly powered by Amazon Prime. We all know you get free shipping with Prime, but you get a whole lot more. In fact, you get free music with Amazon Prime Music, free TV, movies, and documentaries with Amazon Prime Video, free games, and a free Twitch subscription to support the content creator of your choice with Amazon Prime Gaming, and of course, a whole lot more. Uh, to learn more and to get a 30-day free trial if you're not a subscriber, plus quick links to these features and more, you can go to f5live.tv slash prime. A couple weeks ago, we found out that uh, Netflix was having some subscriber issues. In particular, they had their first subscriber loss in more than a decade. Um, they attributed it to things that mm, the numbers are a little dubious on. Uh, one of those things was password sharing. Uh, they believed that some of their revenue loss was because of password sharing, and they were going to start enforcing. They weren't changing their policies, simply going to start enforcing the policy on, um, on, a, on an account only being for a household, and a household being uh, people that live together. Uh, they started mostly in South America in a couple of countries. Uh, Chile, Costa Rica, Peru have been uh, some of the, the most high profile where they've been testing some new policies. And as you might expect, not been going well. Uh, the way it works is if they believe they have identified that you are um, sharing a password, you will get a notification. You either have to verify that you are not or pay an extra $3 per additional user on your account per month. 
Uh, in these countries, some interesting things have been happening. Apparently, if you call support, support has the ability to give you a verification code to bypass the $3 a month. And the people in the South American support seem to not care at all and are just giving out these codes. You call and say, hey, no, that's... My sister must have just logged in, opened it on her phone at a friend's house. Okay, here's your verification code. The end. Uh, but more interestingly, a lot of people aren't getting the message at all. Um, so their detection's not been great. And the ones that are being detected and are not getting codes, they're getting uh, support people who are sticklers, a lot of them are just canceling. Which is the opposite of the solution that they're looking for. Obviously, Netflix is specifically trying to stem subscriber loss. That was the whole thing, right? And somehow it's driving more subscriber loss? Seems like this was either not thought out or some sort of panic move. What do you think, Abram? I think they should hire Metallica drummer Lars Ulrich to be in charge. Elaborate. Well, you know, he's the guy behind telling people, uh, behind trying to uh, sue people for, uh, you know, behind uh, trying to stop people from sharing their MP3s. So, I mean, he has experience in, you know, in how to uh, maintain your reputation while uh, <laughs> while punishing users, <laughs> punishing fans who've, who've done you wrong. So, you know. Maybe they should. Uh, maybe they should hire. Maybe they should hire him for to be in charge of this of this effort. Certainly uh, in I charge mean, of the uh, the the public perception aspect of it. Right. You know, <laughs> complain about how people are stealing. Whatever. I mean, it is a problem for I'm sure, and Netflix and other providers are going to have to, you know, find. Uh, more creative technical ways to deal with it mm -hmm. they might i mean what they might choose to do i mean could you sort of geo locate someone's connection like oh okay which i know then means that you could not use it on the go or or if you went on vacation or whatever mm -hmm. uh but theoretically it, they it could, does seem they could to do be part it does seem to be part of what's happening here um, because le legitimately you can call support and say my, my sister has been using it on her phone at a friend's house and they just go, okay, here's a code. I, that's it. I, so there does seem to be some, some either geo or IP tracking involved in it, um, but they don't seem confident in it for many of the reasons that we just said yeah i mean they could have um, of course try to roll back you know what you could do with mobile devices but then you have i mean it's where theoretically, a lot of I guess, business happens yeah i mean i guess theoretically if i were them i would do something like they do with offline downloads like you maybe your phone it can continue to use Netflix if it's bit checked into the prime location within the last week or something like that. Okay, it's an interesting you solution. Know, like if like oh okay, your phone continues to be authorized as long as you've been back to home base within the last so often. Now that 
if you go on a vacation, that's no good. Sure. Uh, if you are a person who travels a lot, that's no good. So I don't know how you do that. Maybe they, maybe they come up with a price tier for this, and it's like you have a travel plan or something like that. Um, now that's not. I mean, that's a lot of going around. That's a lot of taking away things now that people take for granted, which is just mm-hmm. that it's just going to work wherever you go. Right. So I. I mean, it's it's they created a tough situation for themselves. You know what would really solve some of their problems, though, having some better content, um, <laughs> right? And that's because that's part of the problem, right? It's the most expensive of all the competitors um, at fifteen forty nine, and right. um, and the the content has been sliding. Those are those are the two things that I point out as probably the driver of their subscriber loss, right? Yes. Yes. We've got Stranger Things, Umbrella Academy, and Stranger Things. Yes. Yeah, I mean... The floor honestly... Is la- the floor is lava is fun, but it's not going to keep me subscribed to the service. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think I would... Uh... My uh, my friends and colleagues at uh, Tom's Guide actually periodically come out with articles saying what you should cancel this month or something like that because <laughs> people are people are trying to figure out like what to keep and what to cancel every month and uh, you know after after second part of Stranger Things comes on I if it were up to just me I would cancel. Um, it's on my agenda. Would, would like to continue it would like to continue. Uh, I think she still has things she wants to see on Netflix or whatever, but I would, I would cancel it. Um, really? I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see the point. There's mm-hmm. not just not a lot of original content on Netflix. That's very good. Uh, yeah. I mean, they th- throw a lot of money at, at, at junk. Like, yes, they you do. know, they've had a couple of good series in the case. Um, uh, but then the, there's a lot more that's not good. So the, the fact that every time we talk about this, we basically come back to the same two series is not a yeah, great. I mean, that's sign. at least what you and I want to see. But, uh, but but that's but yeah, not a great it, sign, right? Because on some of the other services, we could probably name things that we want to watch significantly right. more. It's, it, you you got it. Uh, you got it. So. Let's see what have I what have I watched recently? Well, I've watched a bunch of I've watched Star Trek: Strange New Worlds and Picard. Okay, yep. that's the Paramount Plus, which is cheaper. Which brings uh, us watched... which brings us in line officially with our recommendations on on Netflix. Continue. Right, <laughs> Obi Wan Obi Wan Kenobi. I watched the Obi Wan show on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. uh, and on Disney. I mean, and I'll be watch and I'm sure I'll be watching uh, Ms. Marvel. Uh, so like, so she Hulk, there's enough she Hulk. So there's enough, they keep, there's enough stuff on Disney plus, uh, now maybe one of they've got solid, they've got solid franchises that they can build on Netflix. Netflix hasn't tried that, right? Like they, they could build off of Stranger Things if they wanted to. I think it would ruin the experience, but they could. They could milk that cow a lot harder than they are. I think, uh, yeah. 
They could. I mean, I think the other problem is that they just... I mean, they've I've made some attempts. What was that show that they... The superhero show they had last year where mm-hmm. it was... They canceled it like two days after it came out. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of what it is. I can, I can I see saw the poster it. for it. It was... It wasn't very good, uh, but they spent like hundreds of millions. They threw a lot of good money out for bad, yeah, for bad stuff. Uh, although they had some nerve, I think somebody there was complaining that they shouldn't have given money for Martin Scorsese to make The Irishman, which was not really up my alley. But I mean, of all of the low class stuff that you do. Uh, to be yeah. complaining about making like a Martin Scorsese movie with Al Pacino and it is uh is a bit rich in <laughs> in in my opinion. Like yeah. I, let's let's worry about all the money you spend on like, you know, red notice or whatever. I mean, you know, those things are cute but ultimately very forgettable. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the other things that Netflix I think has as a problem is, and maybe the price is part of it, but like other services that I get, I buy for a year, so I don't think about them month, month to month. Sure. Uh, maybe Netflix should do that. The um, should give you a discount for buying for a year because Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, uh, BritBox, and Acorn TV, all of which I have, are all uh, pay for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's not very much for a year. I think like you know Paramount is something like something like 60 bucks, 70 bucks, something like that. Same thing with like Acorn TV, BritBox. Um, but like, you know, so if if like a month goes by and I don't use anything on it, I don't feel bad because I paid for the year. Um, and I know over the course of the year I'm going to use it. But Also, I really like... Uh, I don't know how it looks on other platforms, but I really like the way the app works on uh, the Xbox. Which the Paramount Plus? Uh huh. Yeah. I it's, like the. I, mean, I like I, the I'm... animation when you select one of the networks. Uh, there's like a, a zoom uh, in coloring animation that happens that I really like. Oh, I didn't and get that today. My, uh, I didn't get that today. We were using it. We were just using it today with. Uh, with my son, although we didn't really select a network, we we selected a show. So I don't when know you, if that matters. We were on a Roku. So there's there's the I I know I shouldn't continue to call it this, but I always call it the idiot bar at the top that has the the most recent things, and then there's the tiles for yes. networks below it. And when you yes. just select on, you don't have to even select it. Just when you when you go down to it before you get down to the shows, it you go to it and like the CBS logo is first, and it does like this thing and then it goes I, back out when you unselect it. It's pretty cool. I like the animation. Again, I will, it might I will only be check, Xbox. I will check where I will ch- I will probably be watching something on it very soon. So I will I will check and see if it does that on Roku, which is what we what we primarily use in this house. But it's it's um, my it's my favorite part of the app on on the Xbox. I love the little animations. But, I stopped working you know, for like just, three days and it annoyed me. Just from the Star Trek stuff, that was that's enough for yeah. us to to have Paramount, right? Hundred uh, percent. Just from the Marvel and Star Wars stuff, enough is enough for us to have Disney Plus, and then you know you have things that come on a couple times a year, like Encanto, which is like okay, 
Like, so sure. But Netflix, yeah, Netflix, I don't, there's not a lot on there. It's like, oh, I really want to see Netflix. Yeah. It doesn't have, the thing is, it's trying to be all things to all people. Uh-huh. And, and it, it's uh, like one of their shows. It's a master of none. Um, so, you know, it has no, it has no, uh, there's nothing oh. it's particularly known for. Right? Although, ironically, one of the shows of theirs that I have enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've had shows here and there that were fun, but it's, yeah. it, it, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't have an identity. So even if you do end up watching right. stuff on it, you're kind of like, what did I watch? What did I see? You know, um, the other only identity sh- other that they seem to be, sh- that they seem to be, I don't know if it's on purpose or on accident and they've got a series parodying themselves, which uh, I don't know was a great idea is, is true crime. I mean that's that has either purposefully or accidentally become a big part of their identity. They do a lot of those documentaries yeah, that some don't of, really cover some the of content. Them, some of them have been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of those have been good, although they're not coming out with them frequently enough for me to subscribe for that reason. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, they've had some they've definitely like that's what I've ended up watching on Netflix quite a bit. Uh but um but yeah it's not um i don't think it's enough but yeah but still okay and they've done some interesting experiments experiments with um interactive shows sure that i don't think anybody else has but still i don't think it's that that's great have you tried cat burglar is that the the one that we talked about yeah i think we talked about it it's a cartoon so where he, you make choices. Here's the interesting thing that I've learned about that. Same producer as Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Uh. <laughs> that was a shock. Yeah. Apparently kids content is where he started. And and Black Mirror was almost an accident and he got the opportunity to go back into kids content. <laughs> uh, I mean I don't know that car, that cat that cat burglar can get really seriously hurt. I don't know if this is kids content. No, okay, I'm kidding. I played it with my. It's 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 it looks a lot like a like a Warner Brothers. Okay, but yeah, no, I haven't but, done it. Yeah. It's, it is on my agenda though. Um, after especially after our conversation, and then like a week later, I learned that it's either the same producer or director or something that that put it all together. Um, and. And it was like an evolution of what they did with with Black Mirror, which I thought was fascinating. So it's definitely on my short list for those reasons. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know if Netflix is going to be able to dig themselves out of this password sharing thing. They've made such a big deal about it, and it doesn't seem to be working. They've got other problems that they should be addressing. Yes, they've canceled some big budget nonsense uh, projects over the last couple of weeks. Um, we're apparently into the, I saw a thing, we're apparently into the dozens now of, of, um, of shows that have been canceled, um, either pre or during production. Uh, they canceled one thing that is complete, which I think is a mistake because I can't imagine that uploading it to the FTP server could be that expensive that it was time to cancel that, but I don't know. 
Um, but like they're on a, lumberjack spree here. They are just chopping stuff down. Um, possibly actually addressing the throwing too much money at nothing issue. Maybe. We'll see. You know, I remember we talked about this a couple of years ago about the amount of content they were putting out. I said something at one time like, how yeah. do they know that this, this content is actually keeping subscribers? Because the best Netflix subscriber from an economic perspective is one who views nothing and just keeps their account going. Right. But if uh, and it's turned out that the quality of the content has proven to matter mm-hmm. because people are canceling it. People actually are canceling it. So uh, now, now they've now all of a sudden they're deciding that they're going to to instead of doubling down on content, cut down on content, and that is a recipe for a recipe for decline. I I think what's going on is what we've noticed is there's a lot of competition. Competition yeah. has franchises and identities uh, that people care about. Netflix is is everything. It tries to be all things to all people, but is pretty much not has pretty much no identity. Uh, and now it's cutting down on the content that it's giving. So it's I expect it will lose more. It will lose more people. They they need to probably find something that is like the thing mm-hmm. that that people feel like they can't live without. I th- it also probably hurts them that they don't do things in a week by week basis. Whereas others do. Yeah. Yeah. Most of their I, stuff doesn't come out uh, weekly. So uh, there have been a couple, but yeah, generally they just dump it all on you. Like the circle they do in like four episode batches across three weeks, four, four, and then the finale, the third week. But that's not quite the same, right? That doesn't that doesn't drag out the desire the way something like Star Trek does or um, uh, Obi Wan. I want to say the Mandalorian, but I knew that one wasn't running right now. Uh, right, right. So like, start right. They get like Disney Plus gets like gets like a five weeks or something out of that show where people who want to watch the show they gotta stay subscribed for those five weeks. You know, Netflix, it's like, and then oh, they okay, have the next big thing lined up right behind it, right? Paramount Plus is another great right. example with the Star Trek stuff. They overlap the shows one week, right. the way their schedule is built right now. They're overlapping them right. one at a time. You know, there's there's one week of overlap, and it's their schedule is filled through, like, September or October with new Star Trek stuff. <laughs> Right, exactly. So, so like, you know, you're paying to watch one show at a time, but at least you're getting one show at a time. Mm-hmm. So. And for yeah. less, even Amazon, for less money. Even Amazon, I feel compelled to say that the boys is on now on Amazon, and everyone mm-hmm. should watch it. Although nobody under eighteen, but everyone else should uh, <laughs> should, should 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 watch it, and that's also rolling out. Like, you know, I think they did the first three episodes. This, this Friday, but generally it's one one a week. Gotcha. Yeah, it it's definitely a different mindset, and everybody else seems to be succeeding where Netflix is not. So figure it out, guys. Figure it out. All 
right, that is our show. Thank you to those of you who joined us live. We've actually had um, a pretty active community tonight, which is uh, really exciting. We're glad to be back. Um, <laughs> oh, it was a lot of time off. We've had a lot going on, so it's definitely good to be back. 15 years. Um, and honestly, we're just getting started. I uh, We've got a lot of ideas for, for new stuff coming up. One of the things that we're going to be doing is uh, releasing a video this month talking about um, the name. Uh, people ask us from time to time about the name uh, Plug Hits. So uh, I'm putting together a video going into the history of the name, where it came from. It's an interesting story that involves AOL and the FBI. So definitely <laughs> stay tuned for that. Um, and like the fourth grade. So it's very interesting. Uh, we'll have that uh, this month on our YouTube channel. So definitely, if you're not subscribed over there, Plug It's Live, uh, check it out, subscribe. Um, you can also join the community there or on Twitch, um, get some exclusive content. And uh, if, you, if you join us over on YouTube, if you subscribe, uh, yeah, join the community on YouTube. I gotta get the names right. Uh, you can get this show without ads. Um, all of all of the sponsors are pulled out, all of the bumps. So uh, check that out as well. And I guess with that, on behalf of the staff that's not here, I'm Scott. I'm Avram. And we'll see you back next time. Ciao.